Stephen Milhausen here from DAZN, and it is Monday. It is Monday. January the 31st, the last day of the first month of 2022. What the hell happened? It doesn't even seem like we're in about to enter the world of February. And then we get into February. They're bringing the snow here in Chicago. And we're going to be in. If what we saw tonight was any indication, it is going to be a really screwed up week. But welcome to another edition of the Walkway to Fight Club. I am Steven Milhausen and my bed buddy. Over the past couple days, it felt weird not being in the same room as you last night. I had to be in the same room as my wife. That wasn't hmm. very fun. Thanks a lot, man. Dude, it it was that hotel room was so hot. <laughs> and I got back here and it was cold because I always leave the window open. I slept. I can curse here, right? I can I can curse in this yeah. one. Oh, dude, I you slept like a fucking baby. Now, this is where me and you have a problem. And this, by the way, the handsomest man in all the land, the pride of the 51st state in the United States, the one and only D.Y., Daryl Rivera. And that room wasn't hot in St. Louis. And we stayed at the beautiful Hyatt Regency at the Arch. Your internet sucked ass. The room was amazing. Your food was fantastic. The only thing that sucked was your goddamn internet. The most important thing we needed. But want to thank everyone that we got to meet in New Orleans. You got to meet a whole bungload of people, man. We hung out with we hung out with some very important people in the game. Won't name all of them. I'll name a couple. Sean Rossat from Fightful, the man, the myth, the legend, the king of pro wrestling media. Big name. Louis Dangor, my boy from the UK. Give me sport.com and definitely guys you should follow. Well, so we see Kevin Callum from Sports Kedia. We, we, then we hung out with some really big fish. Some of the, some people that work at the biggest fish in pro wrestling. So, it was a fun few days. The Rumble was awesome. The Liv Morgan video finally is up on Twitter. So our sincere apologies to <laughs> that one. We had a hell of a time with video. That's for another day and another time. We learned a lot of lessons. Let's just leave it at that. I learned a lot of lessons, and all honestly, I didn't want to learn. I'm not very happy. It's it's the ones that you learned the hard way that you never forget. <laughs> exactly. But the, the, the video is already booming. It's been posted within the last hour, and the video is already doing pretty well. So make sure you guys do that. Make sure, you guys, if you're listening on YouTube, it's simple. It's a very, very simple. Like the video. Give it a little thumbs up and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're on Facebook. We're also live on Facebook. It's simple. Just click. Click like. Click follow. Like the video, leave a question, leave a comment, and we're on Twitter. We're on the old Twitter machine. Give it a retweet, leave a question or comment. It's easy. It's simple. I also want to say I want to thank the 93,000 plus people that read my Royal Rumble blog live for DAZN. 
I pet myself on the back on that one when I read those numbers this morning. Huge. I gave myself a pat. I couldn't drink because I had to work today. But I wanted to have a good stiff drink for people out there that don't say wrestling can wrestling events can draw good numbers. I mean, wrestling is where it's at nowadays, man. Wrestling is is the hottest it's ever been. Competition is fantastic. Everybody wants to talk about it. Everybody has an opinion because it's something that can be, you know, everybody has opinions on what's going on on the product, which draws viewers, man. It's, it's, it's an awesome time to be a wrestling fan because there's so many, so many different things going on. And that's like the cool thing is just combat sports in general, you know, and I was, you know, you got wrestling, you got mixed martial arts, you got boxing. There's so much content. You got all, there's a boxing event, it seems like, every weekend. There was two boxing shows this Saturday. You had MMA, you had Bellator. Had, I watched. I'm going to watch that tomorrow. I heard Bellator had a hell of a show on Saturday night out in Phoenix. Can't wait to watch that show tomorrow because I'm off. And you know, all the, this wrestling content. You have New Japan. You got who's coming to Chicago, coming on April 16th at the Odeon, which is going to be closing down, which sucks. So we're going to have to be there. That's oh, That gets me sad, but that's for another time. I'm already Fuck. earning brownie points for that one. April 16th. That's my fiance's birthday. Now, you have to figure out, and I hear her. <laughs> there is only one thing more important than a birthday. Actually, there's a couple things more important than, than someone else's birthday, especially one you love. Your birthday and pro wrestling. There's not many. New Japan's never been to Chicago. New Japan, yeah. I've never been to a New Japan show. So maybe she'll give you like a, a pass. Celebrate the day before. She's gonna make me work for it. She's gonna make me work for it. I guarantee you that. You know, you should be kind to her because you open a window when it's bare cold. That's how people get sick. That's how people get pneumonia. (laughs) Pneumonia? Good lord, poor poor Kayla. Is poor Kayla pneumonia? I call it pneumonia. The P is silent, man. Oh, I know. In this case, we're calling it pneumonia because you're the only person I have ever met. If it is 10 degrees outside, you leave the goddamn window open. See, but you don't know the situation. This apartment here is like freaking hot. We're on the third floor. The heating always goes up. This place is like, if it's 90 degrees outside and here, it's like 150. If it's two degrees outside and here, I would say about 70. It's perfect temperature. So what is the temperature in your house? Right now? Yes. I would say about seven like with the heat on, 70, 71. My house is at 70. No, 69. I take that back. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I <didn't make> it. <laughs> the hell of lighting. <laughs> <coughs> that was a good joke. And why did now? Why don't you just turn the heat down? Because it's not the heat in our apartment. 
as the entire building itself. I get to ask Kayla's walking by to the room. Have a good night, babe. Love you. I, I feel terrible for her. She does she, she have to loves wear it because she's she, also hot at all, at all times. Now, does she complain about it being too cold? No, I don't believe you. You ask her if you want. I I don't believe you. She does won't she come on wear, camera. Does she, she have to? Does she have to wear a winter hat to bed? No. Do you wear? Does she wear gloves? No. I would wear a hat and gloves. See, but you, I don't know. It's we like it cold, personally. Are you sure it's not you? And she just deals with it, dude. You throw two blankets in that bed; it's perfect. But I shouldn't have to throw a blanket on. If if and everyone who is watching, if they're comfortable blankets, it doesn't matter. Okay, let's tell. Let's ask the audience. Who do you leave the window open in the winter time? Winter. You got to give context here. Context is king. No, it's not. Yes, it is. If, it's a, it's the winter, but if the apartment feels like it's eighty freaking degrees up here, you got a then fan. Yeah. Yes, a fan? I do have a fan. Turn it's the a, damn fan on. The fan is on. I don't think. No, that's even worse. I okay. think I'd rather have would a fan you believe, on. Would you believe me if I told you that the window open is actually her idea, not mine? No. Then I don't believe you at all. I don't know what to tell you. How did we get here? <laughs> oh, man. Matt Ward disagrees with me. Are you kidding me? Matt, after I defended you, Matt after Ward, he threatened to kick you out of no. the podcast. Matt Ward. Thank you for leaving a comment and watching the podcast. And you're damn right he's right. Do you guys leave your window open in the winter time? Hell yeah. Do you leave it on? Leave that window open in the winter. Now, full transparency. Lynn gets hot and cold. She's freaking nuts. But she knows in her own right mind that she's not opening that window. I'll literally turn the fan on because there's that thing to where if you do the fan counterclockwise, it raises the heat up. So you could turn the heat at like 68, but that heat's going to rise up from the floor and you're going to be just fine. And we're losing viewers. just They're just tumbling. They don't care about this. <laughs> I do. If you don't care, tough crap. We're, we're over here. It's a raw re- recap show starring Daryl and his window in the bedroom. Whether or not the debate of whether it should be open or not. <laughs> Welcome to Walkway to Fight Club, ladies and gentlemen. But we talk about all things winter-related activity. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Now, how was your experience? Now, you've never been to one of these. You were there as media. How was the media day? And how was the actual Royal Rumble event for you? The media day itself, the whole weekend was fantastic. Like I, I, I got home, and even though I was on an hour of sleep, I still couldn't go to bed because I had to tell everybody about everything. Um, like it was, it was one of those experiences that I'm like, I had an idea of, in my head of what it was going to be, and it was better. Like the talent that we met were super nice, super courteous. The interviews that we did were great we had an awesome time together the food was fantastic hotel was great 
the venue, the event, the experience, everything was great. And I was telling you this, I think, as we were walking out of the venue, my experience was great. I loved media day. Definitely what I want to do. Definitely, you know, a goal. Um, and if I ever had a question on whether or not this is what I wanted to do, questions answered. This is what I want to do. But in terms of the event itself, the Royal Rumble, being there live, I enjoyed it. Because one, it was my first time there. And the crowd was pretty good. I enjoyed my time. If I saw it on TV, I think my mindset would have been a little different. I watched it today on TV when I was working. Good Lord. Agreed. I saw the men's rumble before before Raw. Because I saw, we saw half of the show when we got back to the hotel, and I fell asleep at the woman at the men's rumble, or after the women's rumble. Given we haven't been like it was like two o'clock in the morning, women's rumble was fine. Not saying it was boring that it put me to sleep, but then cure insomnia by any means of the word. It was pretty good. Some things I would have tweaked, but we'll we'll get to that. You fell asleep. Thought it was two thirty in the morning, and I had to go to. I had a you flight. sure did. I had you to leave sh- at four in the morning. You sure did fall asleep. So shut up. By the way, that morning, you remember how I set an appointment for the Uber to pick me up at four thirty. Tell me why. Did you even make it. I was out to the wind, so you you're Dude. gonna have to tell me. I made it. I woke up perfectly fine. You know, everything went well. I was dragging my feet. It is what it is because I only slept for like an hour. I got down to the lobby and I saw some of the talent leaving. Gave them a wave. It's too early in the morning for them to interact with anybody. I get it. I was in the same boat. Tell me why the Uber didn't, sh- like, never showed. I you had, didn't tell me that. <laughs> I had a I had a, an appointment set for four twenty, and for four twenty in the morning. And I get it. The reason I set it for four twenty in the morning is because sometimes they don't have Ubers to go pick me up. I get that, but at that point they can find somebody that can take it and be a little late. Totally get that. It's five oh seven in the morning, <laughs> and my happy ass is still in the lobby. Of the what hotel. time was your flight? Six thirty. Okay. And, yeah, I had time. There's a reason I did it, everything super early. It's happened before. And I'm seeing the person that accepted my trip. And I've been looking because they tell you where they're at when they're on the way to you. And I've been looking at this thing for half an hour. She kept going side to side in St. Louis. Like she would go to America Stone. Then she would go all the way to the opposite east side then go back again, and then kept going back and forth. And I'm like, this bitch is never going to come pick me up. So 507 is here, and I'm trying to call her, call her, call her, no answer. There's a taxi that just pulls up after Sasha Banks' car leaves. Pulls up right there. Did you take a video? Of who? Of Sasha? No, of the The taxi taxi guy? Yeah, no, I I took a picture of the taxi driver. No, but the taxi driver showed up. He's like, hey, 
do you need a ride? I'm like, yeah. Do you have a reservation or anything? He's like, no, great. Take me to the airport. Cheaper than the Uber worked out perfectly fine, but safe to say I'm never using Uber again. Lift all the way. The fact you even used Uber, something's extremely wrong with you. It was now, the cheapest what, rate, man. Now, what do you guys take out there? Uber or Lyft? Or do you still go old school and go taxi? I only go Lyft. My Lyft driver happened to get lost. I don't know if he got <laughs> lost. Okay, I, I let me step back. I don't know if he got lost or he got to drive around an extra time because I got billed extra money. I got to actually call Lyft tomorrow and I got to have them explain that to me. Why I got charged all this extra money. So I'm going to have a nice conversation with him because I got like an extra $11 added on my card and I didn't tip the guy. Damn. So, but no, it was a great trip to St. Louis. Want to thank the WWE. They were very, very, very accommodating as they always are. That really meant a lot. Um, the Wi-Fi in all of St. Louis sucks. St. Louis is a fail in that department. There was literally no Wi-Fi at the Dome in America Center. Let's make it better that even just internet in general, <laughs> I couldn't get a signal. That... <laughs> Fire was, control was on point. Fire control, yes, was definitely <laughs> on point. And I, I can't believe to, that happened twice. I hit the live blog, the Royal Rumble from two iPhones. Humble brag about having two phones. Oh, it was a. F- Do you know who I am? <laughs> I am Steven Mielhausen, U.S. content editor, North American content editor for DAZN. Of course I got another phone. I got two, I got two MacBooks. <coughs> I keep I mean, I can keep going. <coughs> you okay? Yeah, I drop off. Pause. Mm-hmm. But no, St. Louis was awesome. The, my first ever Royal Rumble experience was awesome. The kids loved their stuff. My kid, my oldest, is obsessed with his Roman Reigns glove set. He thinks it's like the coolest thing ever. WWE was very happy with that. After they told me, "Hey, we would have sent you stuff." Yeah, thanks for telling me. After I spent a hundred dollars on merch, look at that bad bunny. That's that's saucy. The savior of the men's Royal Rumble. <laughs> that men's Royal Rumble was fucking rough. But everyone's criticizing. I get it. Ronda was the right pick. I don't have really a major issue with that. Big issue with a lot of the stuff in the men's. Biggie, not enough people are talking about the people that want to talk about other companies in racial stuff, but don't want to say that about WWE. Biggie got tossed in what? I don't even think Biggie lasted six minutes. I don't even think after coming in at twenty-seven. I don't think he even got out there when Brock was there. Biggie came out. Biggie came out twenty-six, I think. Bad Bunny was twenty-seven. 
Okay, he came out at 26 and was eliminated before Brock even came out there. So I don't want like, to hear people making racial comments about – and this isn't defending AEW. This is just I'm, – I'm not always happy with stuff AEW does either. But call it on both sides. And he works for Wrestling Inc. And he knows who he is. And I, and I – and his name is Alfred. He also works for Forbes. Forbes should fire his ass. But that's for another day and another time. That just really bothers me. But if you guys got questions or comments, make sure you guys do leave them. Let's get to Monday Night Raw. We what good? did you think of Monday Night Raw? It was entertaining. A little clunky at spots, but that's what happens when you have a three-hour wrestling show. It's three hours of content, man. It's not all going to be high. What would you grade it? I'd give it a B. B. Like, a, I would say B. Edging towards a B plus. I was, I'm going to give it. You know what? I'm giving it an A minus. There was really. Here. The only thing to me that was filler on that show was Bianca and Carmella. That was it. And that even wasn't bad. The match was fine. It was there. It was there. But everything else had a purpose. And everything was well done. We have a main event for the Elimination Chamber. Shit. I thought they would have waited until next week. I was like, because they had to do it this week. You only got two and a half weeks now to the a little more. You got less than three weeks till the elimination chamber on February the 19th out in Saudi Arabia. So we have an elimination chamber. We got Bobby Lashley defending the WWE title. Look at this all-star cast. AJ Styles. Austin Theory. And I know people are going to sandbag this whole Austin Theory thing, but I think it, it, it makes sense. I, and I promise. Um, God, where was it? Theory. Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins. My boy. Our boy. The great Matthew Riddle. And the beast. The conqueror. The former reigning, defending, undisputed WWE champion. And once again, future WWE champion. Brock Lesnar. How's my Paul Heyman impression? Can I give Paul a run for his money? I would give call I, I would give a call to Paul and have him give you some tips. Wow, really? I thought it was pretty good. You you just need to work on the pitch a little bit. It's a little too deep. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Bring it up a, bring in a, up a couple octave and I think you're good. What do you make of those five participants that'll be challenging Bobby Lashley inside the Elimination Chamber in Saudi Arabia? I don't mind it. I mean, you have you have exactly everything you need. I was a little surprised that Brock was going to be in it. I didn't. I, I don't know. I didn't see him. We've never seen Brock in an Elimination Chamber before. Usually when he goes to Saudi, it's one-on-one. Most of his matches are one-on-one. Six-man match. Put Lesnar, Bobby in a cage. 
add AJ Styles and Rollins to it to bring the storytelling wrestling into it. You add Theory, who's a younger guy. Take that as you will. And then who's who am I? I'm missing one. And Riddle, one of arguably the most over guy in the roster. You have the five, in my opinion, beside Kevin Owens, the five top single stars in, in Raw right now. Because Big E's in SmackDown now. That's a whole that's a whole other conversation for yes. a completely different day. Makes but no sense, but they got it right. I really and I know people were really not very happy with the Austin Theory thing, and I'm not the world's biggest fan of Austin Theory personally. I think he's a world class scumbag who doesn't deserve my TV time. But he showed up the last couple weeks. I think he's looked really good the last month or so. And I've been very, very, very impressed with Austin Theory. And I and I get in it also Kevin Owens is still refusing to go to Saudi Arabia. So that was the reason why he went over, and I have no problem him losing. KO doesn't lose often. And I've seen a lot of people complaining and moaning, oh, why is Kevin losing? Who cares? It's a it's fresh blood, which is what everyone complains about. You got two new fresh pieces of blood. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say blood in Saudi Arabia. That's just being tone deaf. I two mean, the elimination fresh... chamber is not well, any better. We'll get to that in a couple of weeks. I we can I can go off on a whole twenty minute tangent about that nonsense. But what do you guys make of the participants in the elimination chamber? They're brilliant. You got Brock. You got three MMA guys in that cage. That is insane. That is great. And let's start with the openings. We're, we're talking about Brock here and Lashley's coming out. Adam Pierce is in the ring. He's talking about Reigns. He's talking about Lashley. Here comes the champ. He's talking about how he beat Brock Lesnar all by himself. Here comes the beast. Not in his usual hunting garb. He came for a damn fight. He challenged Bobby Lashley on the show. Bobby Bobby was ready. And that damn MVP, that dastardly heel. He told Brock, not a chance. The champ isn't doing it. Go to the back of the line. Brock's cussing like a sailor. Calling him a chicken shit. He's dropping F-bombs that are getting bleeped. Lashley goes out. Adam Pierce is getting ready to say something about the Elimination Chamber. Lesnar says he wants in. And he's in. Brock Lesnar doesn't really need to be in a qualifying match. No. So, I really didn't have a problem with that. I really liked the way they did that. I thought that was a really... That was the best segment on the show, and that really wasn't a surprise. No. Great heat from everybody. Like, I mean, I was surprised just based on it was a pleasant surprise. Like Why I because I again I've never seen Brock in a elimination chamber. I didn't know if that's something he would do. And you know what? I'm all for it. Because the bad blood is there. He's had a match with three other superstars that are in. He's publicly said that he would never work with Riddle. 
but now they're in the same cage together. Oh, it's going to be sexy. There's a lot of stuff going on on this. Not only, you know, it's storyline base and there's 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 a lot of stuff going on. It's, it makes it intriguing for a show that's going to get a lot of bad publicity for some of the stuff, which everybody, I think, is expecting. And at and this rightfully point, so. and rightfully so, yeah. And having it this way, I mean, that's probably the best possible match with the people that are going over there. At this point, I enjoyed it. You mentioned Brock doesn't need a qualifying match. I would have had mine seeing Brock in a 20-second squash match where he just eats a human alive and spits him out again. Okay, now who do you put in there since you said that? Who would who would be the sacrificial lamb, per se? Dominic Mysterio can sell his ass off. <laughs> Come on, we've already seen him beat the tar out of Dominic. Come on. Let's see it again. We know he can do it. He and he looks like he enjoyed working with Dominic. Let him do it. What about Miz? I wouldn't mind him. Miz, didn't he have a match right after? But so did Dom. Yeah, with Dominic. Oh, with Dominic, yeah. So why Triple not threat. the Miz? Triple threat. Just insert Brock there and then, all right, eat them both, spit them out. You're in the chamber. I don't think we would see Miz for weeks. Because <laughs> <laughs> Miz has barely taken a bump his entire career. Let's just be honest about it. As much as I like him, is as much as I like him, the mess. Give give him our truth. That's what I would have gone. He yeah. loves him and our truth are buds, so yeah. I would have wouldn't have minded at all. This Man. is this is the walkway to Fight Club. It is Monday, January the thirty first, two thousand and twenty two. Okay. This also will be going up in the audio version. There'll be an audio version. I will get that up right afterwards. I'll be up not too long after this you can if you don't if you can't listen to the entire show you can listen to it via audio we're on available on every podcasting platform a lot of cool stuff is already up there i got a goodie a goodie coming you for you on wednesday the one and only and daryl was in the room when this interview happened the golden boy oscar de la hoya joins the podcast so good chat with oscar Wrote an article. You can go on DAZONnews.com. I wrote an article for DAZN today. Part of my interview with Oscar talking about how he feels Floyd Mayweather, him and Floyd Mayweather rematch could generate 5 million homes. I don't know about 5 million, but I think it'd be more than 2.4. But sidetrack, side note. I don't even know where, where were we going. Leslie and Lesnar. I want to see, before you keep going, I want since we announced the the six participants. Can you pull up Matt Ward's comment from 1047? Well, I want to put this. No, no wonder why the Rams left to go back to LA. Damn right. I would. <laughs> they gave I Sean McVay. They said, Sean McVay, hey, you want to you coach St. Louis Rams? He's like, well, how's the Wi Fi situation? I was like, fuck no. <laughs> I'll go to that comment in a minute. Um, go to the Rumble. Women's Rumble is the match of the night, in my opinion. I think Reigns and Rollins was headed that way if it wasn't for the finish. Yeah, that finish was... <sighs> Here's the thing. The, 
the highlight of the show was Seth's entrance. Everything leading up to the finish. No, Rhonda. And Rhonda. Rhonda, Rhonda I got to give Rhonda her due. And We're Rhonda. Gonna... But here's the thing. We started with that. We went into like a high bar. We're like, all right, if this is what we're starting with, this show's going to be on fire. It was, but not the way that I wanted it to be. Basically, after that, it started trending down. Rhonda came back, started trending back up, and then it went back down again. And then it stayed in a consistent like here. And then it just finished afterwards. Not wrong, unfortunately. <laughs> I enjoyed myself still. Like, well, well, there. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I agree with that. Get to this comment here. I like this comment here. We're talking about MMA guys. Three MMA guys in a chamber match. Oh boy, let the blood flow. I think we're gonna see some bleeding. And I think it's gonna come from the guy from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We're gonna see some color, huh? I think so. Hmm. I really, really do. You know. I'm, we're not going to talk about Mism's in Mysterio. That was actually that was the other worst part of his show because that just made like that made like ultra sense. Talk about the scooter race, the Alpha Academy, Chad Gable, Riddle. Good lord, that was some damn. That was some damn fun. Holy cow! They're going around. They have to do fifty laps on a scooter. And uh, it looks like Riddle's going to win. They're turning the corner. Riddle turns the final corner. He's about the wood, and here comes Otis. Boom. Boom. It's all about that boom. And then Riddle challenges Otis. Adam Pierce comes out and says, the winner, this is a Money in the Bank qualifying match. And I thought not a Elimination bad match. Chamber Elimination match. Chamber match. I'm sorry. The Riddle, I thought a good match. I thought, I was really impressed with the Otis. Pretty nimble. He's, you can tell he's lost some weight. He's looking good. I thought he, I thought Riddle sold like $10 million because Riddle is just a stud. Riddle ended up getting a win. Did a floating bro and what it was what, what was it like a moonsault into a pin to get the finish and Matt Riddle the crowd in the riddle and let's get into Matt Riddle now because there is a report you sent sent it to me and PW Insiders reported that Riddle was supposed to win the Royal Rumble until they decided at the last minute to go with Brock Lesnar. I don't, you ask me, I still don't know. I've fished around. No one's really talking. Would you guys have gone with Matt Riddle to win the Royal Rumble? Or was Brock Lesnar the right choice? I mean, at the time, and booking at the like at the start of the match, Brock Lesnar was the one that made sense based on what happened before. In terms of Riddle winning, I would have loved to see that because it's a surprise. I wasn't expecting it. 
he's had this program with Randy. I I couldn't see that ending anytime soon. Unless they rushed it into some stuff and Orton won the title or something like that. That's the only way I could have seen it happening. Yeah. But it would have been fresh. It's not somebody that's won before. Which I always think that the Rumble should be a winner of somebody that hasn't done it before. Because I think it's the ultimate push. That's That right there is the star maker. Royal Rumble win pretty much gives you a 75% chance of being a star. It did it for Batista. It did it for, I'm blank, like Del Rio in 11. There's many others. Brock Lesnar in 2002. Put him over big. Or in 2003, sorry. So it's basically, and in Austin in 97, the biggest one. Honestly, it would have been given him the biggest run. It would have been great, and I would have loved it. Like, it would have been a lot more interesting than what we got. And I'm not saying Lesnar was the wrong choice to win the Rumble. I'm saying the way they did it was weird. I don't know why Shane McMahon was a Final Four, but it's a story for a different day. But yeah, I wouldn't have mind seeing Riddle in, in the Final Four, personally. And not in the Final Four, winning the Rumble. Wouldn't have either. As he's getting... He's getting over. I think that's, you know, I, that partnership with Randy Orton has really helped him. Would I have been surprised? I think so. But it would have been a good surprise because he's a guy, he's got it. Yeah. He's got it. And that's something in this business that is hard to come by. He checks every box you're looking for. If you're a Vince McMahon, he's tall, he's good looking, he oozes charisma, he's a good looking guy, he sells great, his offense is believable. What more do you need the guy to do? And I think this year, I really think 2022, I think we're going to see Matt Riddle win a world title. I really, really do. I, I don't know which one, but I think he's going to. And before we continue forward, I. And I had a major far crime because this got kind of buried in that great segment with Brock and uh, Roman. I mean, Brock and Lashley. Brock Lesnar chooses Roman Reigns for WrestleMania. Surprise, surprise. But the question is, we're going title for title. Would you have Brock Lesnar walk out of Saudi Arabia is the WWE champion to go on the WrestleMania and have a title unification? No. Why? Because, and I think we talked about this this weekend. I hate unified titles because I truly need the WWE needs two shows because you have too much talent. You can have one champion that'll add interest to it, but there's too many superstars title contenders that it's going to do a disservice to everybody like you're not going to be able to feed everybody the rest that's how see that's how it used to be there was just much talent now how it used to be when in the 80s the 90s so early 2000s so much talent so much talent and you had one undisputed champion 
I would have no problem. I think that one of those titles isn't freaking needed. It's not. What purpose is there for two champions? Most More often than not, guys are flipping brains on other shows. Who cares? But that's the, the problem. Brain it, the brain split needs to be fucking over. No one cares about no one cares about the goddamn brain split. Who cares about the brain split? If done right, it can make money. That's they the don't problem. Do it, but they don't do it right. Then so why that's on it? them. On, the brand it? split is not the bad idea. The brand split is not what you're mad at. You're mad at the company for fucking it up. The brand split could work. They just constantly muddy the waters by having unannounced trades with no background, no context. We're just going to move them because we want to. We're going to have this guy on Raw, this guy on SmackDown. We're going to do this and that. Like It doesn't matter. In their eyes, it doesn't matter. But the point here is the brand split should be a concept that should be easy to book. They just you would think you would think they just manage a way to not do it right, not do it well. It should be two different shows. You have a lot of talent on the men's side, but you also have a lot of talent on the women's side. It affects both divisions because it, when you have a three hour show, a two hour show, and you're regurgitating the same shit on both shows, it doesn't work. This is why I'd rather have two champions because then you give it the feel of two very different shows on their own brand. 2016 was a great year for the brand split because it actually felt like a competition. It was fresh. It was new. It wasn't the same, I'm trading you, you're trading over there. We're going to share talent. Three talents can come here per night every two weeks when the moon, when the moon is full and the freaking Vince McMahon is feeling very generous, so we're going to give you four this night. No, none of that. When you do all that funky shit, that's when it's bad. And that's why I think that's why you feel that brand split doesn't work. I get the concept of having one champion. I get the luxury of it. I just think that in this company with this amount of talent, when you're already struggling to build new superstars, one champion is not going to help that. Man, you make a good argument. I don't agree with you. Ditto. Ditto to yours. (laughs) Argument is valid. Yeah. The argument is valid. It is. But you said you say 2016. That was six years ago. Yeah. Six years ago. No one gives a. The brain split is not drawing. And I hate saying this. But that's based on the concept or how or how they did it. I've never liked the concept. I think the concept's been a horrible idea for 20 years. Nearing, we're almost at the 20 year anniversary. The brain split's horrible. Horrible. It's always been horrible. There should be only one on this. In pro wrestling, there should not be two heavyweight champions in the same company. Now you're talking like boxing. Okay. So let let me ask you this. 2005. At oh. that point, you're only going to be able to push one. Batista or Cena? Batista. You're telling me that the brand split, and so Cena gets buried. 
He no. doesn't become what he is. No. And then we don't have a John Cena nowadays. John Cena was still going to get that mega push. But at that current time, Dave Batista was only a short-term guy because Dave had a short shelf life. He was older. His body was breaking down. They wanted to make as much money with him as humanly possible. And it worked. That was the the right choice. 1.1 million buys for a WrestleMania with Triple H and a newcomer. They built that story well. Dave more than did his part. Dave showed why he should have been the guy. They chose right at that time. John was still going to get a shot. Would it have been in 2005 at that wrestling? Would it have been at? No, wait, no, 2006 Rumble. Not 2005. 2006 Rumble. Would. No, wait, no. 2006 was, was Mysterio. It was 2005. I don't know. My, I'm having a brain cramp because that was in Fresno. Yeah. But it was the right move. John still would have gotten the mega push. He still would have because they were very, very high in him, and they knew. At that time, they were in 2005. Vince was on the John Cena train. Okay, but he was Here. on the he was on the Dave Batista train more at that time because there was more short term value in Dave, and you could get your money's worth out of Dave. John was still very young. He was like 12 years older. It was at 10 or 11 years older than John. So the the shelf life of Dave was the time frame, and, and we've seen it. Dave was constantly injured. Yeah. So, so it, me, it worked out just perfectly fine. One, You don't need all these world champions. I'll give One you another example. Champion. Okay. WrestleMania 23. Okay. Two main events. Undertaker versus Batista. Shawn Michaels versus John Cena. It doesn't okay. happen without a brand split. That's that's yeah, my point. You don't. You still, ha- yeah, it does. You still could have done Dave Batista and the Undertaker. You still could have done John Cena and Shawn Michaels. Oh, why not? Because you have a shelf life, and they don't have anything to wrestle for. That's my problem. You don't need you, to have you stakes. have you have the system clogged with two champions as it is right now, with the talent that you have now. You make one champion. Guess who's going to be the champion most of the time? Either a part timer or the same shit every time. You're not going to have a newcomer like go in, win the title, and hold it for a good lengthy run. They're not. They're going to struggle or build new superstars like they already are. But even worse, and then the conversations and the critiques and the criticism—it's going to get worse. In this day and age, you need two champions. And that's the difference between that and boxing. Here, you're trying to create superstars. In boxing, that's an entirely different animal. Boxing, you don't book who's winning. You almost had me. You, almost you don't had book me. who's winning in boxing. You om- you almost had me. I, I can't, like... You still could have done John Cena and Shawn Michaels. You still could have done Dave Batista and The Undertaker. But would it have been the same? Obviously, it wouldn't. Who cares if it was for the title? It, that, though, because both you look of those at, look feuds at, happened at, because of the title. Look at where those four guys were at that stage of the game. Didn't need a title. Like, Biggie and Lashley for the title? Both guys needed the title. They weren't set. They weren't made. 
They weren't. As much as we want them to be. Lashley starting to get there, and they're just fumbling Big E like no one's business. And that's oh. a whole other topic for a whole other time as well, because I think Big E's getting, he's getting the shaft like no one's business. The belt doesn't make, if you're already established, the title means nothing. The title is more for, like, Orton and Cena, the whole title unification nonsense. No one gave us a gave a hoot because those guys didn't need the damn title and the people let them know that. The people let them know they wanted Daniel Bryan to be the undisputed champion. That's who they wanted. They wanted Daniel Bryan. He needed to be the world champion. He needed to be the undisputed champion. Some guys needed to get to that next level. Batista didn't need it. The Undertaker sure and sell didn't need it. John Cena didn't need it. And Shawn Michaels sure and sell doesn't need it. Do Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns need it? No. But they need to sell fucking tickets. For the you could say for the undisputed champion. And this brand split, pray to God can be over, because I've been asking. And no one's yakking. No one's yakking when I ask the question. I've asked it more than once in the last, since day one I've been asking. And no one has given a concrete response. I would not be deathly shocked if this brain split is done. And I hope it's fucking done. I hope they redo it. Because if done right need to get out at least if you're gonna do like it at least do make one of the shows the women's show and i wouldn't even care if they done that i would be getting more than happy with that just give when you the whole system is clogged as shit right now they need to find a way to fix it (laughs) some other good parts of the show you know let's Kevin Owens, Austin Theory, I thought a very good match. We were, we were talking about that a little bit earlier with Austin, and he's really – he's clicking right now. He really is. Great match with KO. KO had – he controlled mo- – he had more than the advantage in the match and did that – what does he call that suplex off the top? I forget. Is it like a corkscrew – Suplex type of thing. He hit that. Got him. The theory got his hand on the rope. Got to the outside. Owens tried for for the power bomb onto the apron. Theory landed on his feet. Got back into the ring. Kicked the ropes. Nutted Owens. Hit the ATL. The one, two, three. Austin Theory going into the money in the bank. <laughs> the elimination chamber match. Good match. You know, I very uh, – like I said earlier, personally, he's a scumbag. Shouldn't even be – shouldn't have a job. But unfortunately, he has one. He's having some good matches here. Very impressed. Agree. And KO can get a good match out of anybody too. When you have two good workers like that, that's that's when you see a good match like you did. Theory, he is what he is. But it looks like WWE is seeing something in him, and you know what? We're gonna have to see it. 
have to see it most certainly. Let's get uh, and before even that was set with Kevin Owens and Austin Theory, Kevin Owens had a KO show, and the guest was Seth freaking Rollins. I thought Seth did a good job selling the injuries from Roman, the beatdown he took at Royal Rumble. Rollins says he's already in the Money in the Bank ladder match, which pissed off KO. Elimination Chamber. God, I you can tell that's I, in May. Hell, I need a day off. That is in May. It's not in no, it's in July. At it's usually in May. On July 3rd in Las Vegas. It's in the summer. <laughs> not on July 2nd. People have been asking from what I've been able from what I've been told. Sean Ross Sean Ross have reported that WWE already had a hold for July 3rd. Just knowing the UFC may do their July 4th show on July 2nd, which they are doing. If they are smart, you go to the third and if they've been, they're leaning towards that. Cause it seems like everything is going the way it is. Conor McGregor will be returning on that show. And if you try to go head to head with Conor McGregor, you are going to be in trouble. So let's hope WWE uses common sense, which it seems like they're going to, from what I've been told, from what I've been led to believe. So we'll see about that at another time. But Seth said he was automatically in the match. KO was pretty pissed. He wanted Seth to go to Adam Pierce and say, hey, do nudge Adam to put me, let me just automatically get in there. You know, we're friends, we're best buds. And Rollins wasn't buying. KO was pissed. So you get planting of that seed. It was already forming. I think we're seeing that at WrestleMania. From what it seems like. I hope it's for the title. Because I think that match. I'm talking about matches that need a title. That would be a match. For Kevin. So what for what title though? WWE title. Seth wins the title at uh, Elimination Chamber. So you're saying you don't want a unified title. I still do. But I'm saying if you're going to go. If you're not going to do title for title, I like Bobby, but I think there's more money in Seth and KO and not Bobby and Seth. I would do a triple threat. You can make Bobby look good with both KO and Seth Rollins. And you add that element of like strength, speed. You basically add the monster in the match. As, as opposed to two technical wrestlers like Rollins and KO. Because yeah. sometimes a match like like a title match needs a threat that is, hey, I'm going to rip your head off at any given point. And Bobby Lashley is legitimately that monster. Correct. So. Correct. And we'll, let's go to the final Money in the Bank ladder match. AJ Styles, Rey Mysterio. This was a Elimination match. Chamber match. I say Money in the Bank again. <laughs> God damn. <coughs> Man, I don't feel tired. I just know I need a day off, and I'm oh, gonna find, then I gotta work the rest of the week, and then I gotta be in New York. Oh my god, this I can't wait till like next Wednesday is done, and I'm back in my home in my bed. Dude, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to February 9th already, and we're only on January 31st. So that tells you <laughs> where my mind is already at. But awesome match with AJ and Ray. 
stole best match on the show. What more can you – Styles went for the Styles Clash off the top. Ray countered. Ray got into it. A moment later, Ray got it into the 619. Tried to go to the top. That was a mistake. AJ Styles converted it into the Styles Clash. That was fucking amazing. And I texted you that too. I was like, that was that finish was fucking great. Fucking chef's kiss right there. Right? <laughs> he couldn't have said it better. AJ Styles advances the Elimination Chamber, which takes place on February the 19th in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. I would expect it on Saturday morning, maybe Saturday afternoon, early afternoon. I don't know. I'm actually going to ask that tomorrow because I want to know. Like, you know what time it is. The Zone's got a big show that night with the return of Jaime Munguia as he faces Demetrius Ballard. So it's a pretty big fight for Jaime. And Jaime Munguia does great numbers. So yeah, hopefully it Good is. Draw. A, Oh, starting to become a legit attraction. Yeah. But I will hope I will have something for you guys tomorrow on there because it's something I just want to know because I think that's usually they air those Saudi shows in late morning. If my mind is serving me right, I wouldn't mind some Saturday morning wrestling. I actually think that'd be pretty cool. Even though it's from Saudi Arabia. I'm like, I can I can live with that. But let's get to the end of the show. Ronda Rousey closed the show. She always comes out with a scowl. It's like fans are excited too. She's just like, like, fucking smile. You're getting paid a shit ton of money. Why are you so mad, lady? She comes in. She's got beef, man. Calls Becky Lynch Rebecca because her name is Rebecca Knox. Um, well, Rebecca Lopez now. She's Seth Rollins' name is Colby Lopez. For you, breaking the fourth wall here. <laughs> but running down Becky saying more or less that I don't want I should make you be under me while I'm the main event you are in a secondary match or I give Charlotte the opportunity the fans want Becky and her There was an, and it goes back to what I tried to tell you before no one gives a flying fuck about Charlotte Flair. The big dub does. Yeah. They're about the only ones these days. Who, who's, who's the guy that makes the match? Yeah. Oh, we know. I'm not saying, and I will go back to what I was saying Saturday. You're not wrong. I, I, I already know. It's beating at that horse. It's just, uh, she delivers nothing. Nothing. So the promo was horrible, very monotone, no substance whatsoever. What the hell was she doing in three years? How do you not learn to cut a fucking promo? She was awful. I'm sorry. And I like Rhonda. That promo was first world awful. Here came Becky Lynch to save the damn day. Thank God. Called her Ronnie. We got to hear Ronnie again. Since we're going by names, I'm calling you Ronnie. Saying she needs her. I'm the only one that's beat you. That's the only part that you... Well, I'll give my analysis in a second. 
she's just running around the downs. Like if you if you want the appetizer before you want the main course, go right ahead. So then Ronda takes her down, flips judo toss, holds her by the arm, tells her, make my decision on SmackDown. I thought it was close to drop the mic on her. That was that was cute. Ronda leaves. Becky continues to run her down. And then here came Alita. Alita. Now, hopefully Ronda Rousey was watching the TV, the monitor, in the back. Because maybe hopefully Ronda Rousey learned that is how you caught a damn promo. Show some damn emotion, lady. Show some emotion. Getting paid a ton of money. Can't at least pretend you care just a little. Lita said, you know, she respects Becky. The one thing she really expects about her is she doesn't turn down the challenge. Challenges Becky at the Elimination Chamber. Becky at first says no. Then Lita just baits her some more. Becky accepts the match. And we have a Raw Women's title match at the Elimination Chamber. It is Becky Lynch defending the Raw Women's title against a legendary WWE Hall of Famer Alita. Hey, I'm in. I'm in. That's once Ronda got her happy ass out of the ring. We saw two people that know how to cut a promo and work a match. I thought Lita cut a great promo. Becky cut a great promo. The crowd was in all the way. That's how you get the crowd in. The crowd wants to see Ronda and Becky. They didn't give a flying hoot when she mentions Charlotte. Let's be perfectly clear. And I guess Becky will be on SmackDown and Ronda's going to pick Charlotte for some stupid reason. And, and well, I do know, and I do have, and this was, and I confirmed this, Dave Meltzer reported this, and it, I was able to confirm this this afternoon that Charlotte's been very insistent when they knew, she knew Ronda was coming back. She wanted this match at Mania. I don't know why they're obliging her. I think there's more. I think there's more meat with her and Sasha than with her and Ronda. And I'd actually would rather see Sasha and Ronda. I'd rather see Bailey and Ronda. I just have no. I and this. I don't want to say Charlotte Flair is a bad wrestler. She's talented shit, but she is stale as two week old bread. Sorry. It's the God honest truth. I, it's not the knocker. Talent, the act is stale. What does she do? She, there's no substance with her. It's like Bianca Belair. Great in the ring, very athletic. But when she opens her mouth, I want to, I hit my mute button. If I can just watch Charlotte Flair wrestle, sure. Do you want to talk me into the building? I'm hitting my mute button. You're staying at the hotel. I mean, I don't... There's nothing that you said there that was, in my opinion, incorrect. You hit the nail on the head in all of it. There are some people that need a manager. There's a lack of managers in the women's division. Ronda is one 
that needs it. Because there, there's some people that have the ability to learn a promo. There's some people that don't. I don't think Ronda Rousey would be able to learn how to cut a promo because she's a very emotional person based on her history, based on the MMA, based on her life and everything like that. And if you want to get into it, there's a lot of podcasts out there to describe it. Ronda Rousey would benefit amazingly with a manager, whether it's a Paul Heyman, whether it's it's somebody else that's coming up, whoever it may be, she needs a mouthpiece. Needs it. If you give her a mouthpiece, she's the megastar that you want her to be. She checks all the boxes. She checks it except she, for the she, promo she, one. She, it's she's got the or she's got the presence, she's got the look. She's fantastic. I think she's great in the ring. She's very athletic. She's got the popularity. Fans love Ronda Rousey. They want to see Ronda Rousey in wrestling because she she would be good for the sport. She's very – she brings the common fan back because she brings that – she's that attention getter. Every every article, every paper you ever wrote in school, what do they teach you? You need an attention getter. Ronda Rousey could be that for the WWE. Oh, she is. I'm not going to sit here. I told you about that 93,119 views. People that read, followed my live blog the entire evening as I double-fisted with my cell phones. I give her a lot of that. You like that double-fisted with my cell phones. I I might leave the the podcast right now. But... Leave you and your phones alone. I don't even have. I got one. I don't know where the other ones are. I think it's upstairs somewhere. Um, But I, I would put her with Paul. And I don't know if Paul would be interested. I know Paul is very. He loves Rhonda, and he loves Charlotte. It's one of those things that I think their egos wouldn't allow it. But I think it wouldn't be. It's not the. They need somebody. Rhonda shouldn't talk. Let Paul do the damn talking for her. Paul sell anything. Paul can sell anything. Paul's that freaking good. Bar none. But if I'm, I'd go with Rhonda and Becky. This is the ticket selling business. At the end of the day, they're going to move tickets because Ronda's now going to be at WrestleMania. Are they? Absolutely. There's no denying that. Nope. But is Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair going to sell more tickets? No. Be honest about it. Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch? I know they want to save that for Hollywood. They want to save that for WrestleMania 39. They want to make that mania gigantic. But there are no guarantees. Anything can happen between now and next April. You're talking 14 months away. 
anything can and will happen. I just don't. You strike when that iron's hot. You can even have Ronda beat Becky. Flip it around. Now you got a rubber match. You can run that rubber match. You could save that until next year's WrestleMania. Why not? Unless Ronda loses her smile. Ronda loses her smile. She doesn't like people. Beyond Travis Brown and her family and her kids. I wonder who that reminds me of. Brock Lesnar. She's the female Brock Lesnar. Brock is happy to... You look at Brock right now. Brock's kid in the fucking candy store. My God, I never seen him so happy. Period. The last time I seen... Pay me that much, you'll see me just as happy as him. He's awesome. Good Lord. A happy Brock Lesnar is a, one we all need in our lives. And But that's what I would do. I Charlotte can face Sasha. And I know they want to really... Bianca's there. Of what they're looking for. I don't need to see Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. I don't. I don't. It's not going to move anything. Ronda's going to move tickets. If you do Brock and Roman title for title, that's going to move more tickets. We're in the ticket selling business. And if they announce a certain Texas rattlesnake for WrestleMania 38, that's going to move some tickets. Because who in the hell does not want to see Steve Austin? Things you have to think about. This is a money-making business. This is a ticket-generating business. This is about making a ton of money. You've got to sell a 100,000-seat stadium two nights in a row. You can't do that putting on substandard headliners. You can't. You Agreed. can't convince me otherwise. I'm not going to try. You can't. I know it's about making new stars. And I get it. You could put Becky Lynch on another stratosphere. A whole other plane. You can. I wouldn't even mind if they'd gone with Shayna Baszler. Because there's a big story there. You're going to go with anybody. I'd rather see Shayna Baszler. Shayna versus Ronda or Shayna versus Becky? Shayna versus Ronda. That's a match. But it's just, you do have to get new people over. And I get that. I know people are going to say that. Oh, Steve, come on. It's about getting, I mean, not about the part-timers and the established people already. And you're not wrong. I get it. But this is also the ticket selling business. What's going to put asses in seats? What's going to sell subscriptions? What is going to sell pay-per-views? No offense to Bianca Belair. Hell of a talent. Needs some work on the mic, but she she's got plenty of time to get better. She's just getting in the game. She's just getting started. She's going to get better with time. I really do feel that way. She's too talented not to get better. She's going to have plenty of time. I think a Ronda Belair at SummerSlam? Shit. 
Sign me up. Or Ronda and Belair at Money in the Bank. Sign me the fuck up. There is going to be plenty of opportunity for Bianca Belair. Plenty. But it's going to be interesting. I hope they call an audible. Because their plan right now is Ronda and and Charlotte and Becky and Bianca Belair. I hope it gets changed. I think it should be changed. You got to think business when you're trying to sell 100,000 tickets. This is the one drawback to having two nights of WrestleMania. They got away with it last year because they were only selling limited tickets. Now you're going into the big boys team. You're going into the biggest stadium in the United States. They sold legit 80,000 tickets for WrestleMania 32. You're going to sell two 80,000-seat stadiums. I haven't looked at tickets in a while. I know Saturday is doing better than Sunday the last time I looked. I think Saturday was around 50, and I think Sunday was like either high 30s to mid 40s. That was the last time. It's been a little bit since I've looked, and I should have looked, but I'm going to look tomorrow. I'm going to do a lot more digging into that on my day off. But it, this is a good time because we're in mania season. So this is like, this, this shit's fun now. Now we're in that, we're in that sweet spot in pro wrestling. Yeah. I want to, want to get this really quickly and we'll get to questions because I was, Getting asked a lot about this today. Shane McMahon. It's been reported Shane McMahon will be at the Elimination Chamber and he will be wrestling at WrestleMania. Now, I had reported this afternoon from dinner time that the matches would be he would be in the WWE title match at the Elimination Chamber and then he will be facing then he would be facing Austin Theory at WrestleMania. Right now, it's not looking like, and I'm going to try to do some digging to see. Because as of this afternoon, Riddle and Otis was not scheduled to be a Money in the Bank ladder match. No, Elimination Chamber. That was not scheduled to be a Money, to be an Elimination Chamber qualifier. So I'm going to do a little digging. I'm going to see what actually happened. But I do know... That was the plan as of this morning. Things change. I didn't have time to put it up later. I like putting news up a little later in the day as we get closer to Raw. Just uh, ride that wave. I don't know. I'm going to have to do some more digging. See what I what's going on. Maybe there's going to be a swerve and who knows. Maybe Theory gets taken out. Shane McMahon gets put in. I don't know. I'm going to see exactly what is going on with that. But what would you make of Shane McMahon taking someone's spot in the Elimination Chamber? If they're building it to a WrestleMania match, then I wouldn't mind it. Because I know he's going in. Like, who's he, who's he going in there with? And I know what spots I'm going to be able to see. Because Shane McMahon, love him or hate him, he's still a spot guy. 
they'll have that one spot that'll keep people like on their feet. It's like he's not seriously doing this, is he? Like, what the fuck? But and I think in a elimination chamber match, you always have to have that one guy. Right now, it's either Riddle or AJ. I think he takes theory spot. I no, I'm saying he takes theory spot. That's that's almost a given. If that's the plan for WrestleMania, but as a spot guy, like the guy that's going to take that high spot. Oh, okay. So yeah, Riddle or or AJ. So I think he does get inserted. Matt Ward earlier commented an idea. We'll get we'll get the comments. No, I I know. I'm just I just little preview. <laughs> and I like that idea. If they did that, I wouldn't be mad about it. I would be actually pretty pretty glad because it builds to something. If you do it for no reason, then it doesn't doesn't fucking matter and it's stupid. But you have to make it matter something. So I will try to find out what is exactly going on here with Shane McMahon. So I will keep you guys posted on that one. Let's get to the comments and questions and let's see. Um, we'll start here. Rhonda joins my Matt Ward. Rhonda joins the head of the table, and Heyman is her mouthpiece. I can't see that happening. Mm-mm. That means know. she she would have to acknowledge the head of the table, and I can't see Rhonda acknowledging anybody. Acknowledge me, because I am the needle mover. I called myself the needle mover in a work meeting today. <laughs> People just laughed. I wore the shirt to the meeting too. It was glorious. It's a good thing about working from home. It is great. <laughs> Give me a, Owens versus Rowland rematch with fans compared to 36. They wrestled at WrestleMania 36. Yeah, that was when Owens jumped from like the WrestleMania side. Oh. That was pandemic mania. I try to block that one out of my mind. It wasn't a bad mania. Dude. It was a Firefly Funhouse and the Boneyard match. Those were the only cool things about the show. McIntyre Lesser. Raw, one hour for the women, two hour mid card, three hour in the main event. I liked. It's a very WCW like format. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I do. <laughs> you think about and it. I lo- and I love Eric. Me and Eric are friends. We're f- very friendly. But I should ask him that. I should take a picture of that on my phone and see what he thinks. He's on, he's on Raw Talk tonight. Really? Eric Bischoff getting a lot of WWE time these days. To ask Eric what the deal is. Going back to WWE or what? What's the, okay. It's whoever what's pays that? him the most. And he, he more than hand. There ain't nothing wrong with that, man. I can nope. never, I can never begrudge people. Nope. I can't. Make your money. Make the money. Make them. Make, make you got to think about number one before you think about number two. That's why I always want football players to like sit out and never blame them. I don't like, blame any athlete. I don't blame any athlete, any entertainer, or sports entertainer. Don't blame them. They kill themselves for half their life, and when they're expected to get paid, they don't. I don't blame them whatsoever. Get, Make your money. Get while you can. 
That is always my that is always my pet peeve. If they unified the championship, the they would have to make the IC and US championships mean something again. And that's an easy fix. Easy fix. It is. It's called paying it's attention not, to it. It's not hard. It isn't you hit the nail on the head. It's got to pay attention. All it is. I can guarantee you. I asked you, like, I know who it is because he, like, I like Damian Priest, but I have a feeling that if you were to ask Vince McMahon in like two weeks, hey, who's the U.S. champion? You wouldn't know. Unfortunately, you are not. And it's it's upsetting because Damian Priest is such a good talent. Not Saw right. him at the hotel at four in the morning too. By the way, man. Late night for the talent. Late night for the talent. Not I think they were leaving. But... Oh, leaving. Yeah. Oh, he had suitcase. No, but he was wearing this nice white suit. Restylish. Oh, he was probably heading back to his room, or was he going outside? <laughs> he was probably going up. Give him our truth. Brock wanted to work with truth. No, that's exactly right. I think they pull a Kofi and Shane attacks theory and KO steals a spot. No, I'm thinking Shane's going to steal his spot. Shane takes the spot, yeah. Oh, it's KO happening. will not be at, at EC. It is. Brought to you by Money in the Bank. It... Lita versus Becky at EC, and then Bailey versus Lita at Mania. You know what? Matt Ward, that is the most intel- the second most intelligent thing you've said this evening. What's the first? About our truth. And no, actually, third. That Rams comment was freaking brilliant. Yeah. Because he's not wrong. Okay, you know what? I'm in on that. I'd love to see that. Bailey's the jam. She's jammed to the to the peanut butter. I thought she was going to be back at the Rumble. It's kind of she's disappointing that it's here. She's, she's not, not ready. No, she. I've heard around March. Okay, March has been the running date for a while. All right, and we will end with this because this goes into how we're ending the show. My man, the Juice, Dave Sadler. Dave, thank you for leaving a question and comment. Hey, Steve. Hope all is well. Are you guys going to do these videos after Dynamite as well? Was very underwhelmed with the Rumble. Yes. We're going to be, if Raws are good, and the Raws are going to be noteworthy going in, and we know what's going on, yes. Every Raw, we will not be doing live videos. No. But this week's Dynamite, yes. The following week, Dynamite, yes, because that will feature... Adam Page defending the world title against Lance Archer. This week is the big show from Chicago. CM Punk, MJF, finally happening. What ha- We'll end with this. What happens in that match? Punk wins. Really? I don't know. If they're smart, I would do MJF winning. Because that's the most heat he's ever going to get. But I hope he cheats to win. That would be just brilliant. Like, people would boo the shit out of him. Like, think ECW, people throwing their chairs at the ring after the event. 
that kind of heat. That would be like some you would have to rush him out of the Wintrust Arena. Like, you would need to get every police presence humanly imaginable to save him. It would be that bad. And he would just be yelling at the fans all the entire way out. Because he gets it. I think they have Wardlow cost in the match. Like, I can, you can make a legit case for either guy winning, and I would not have this, like, severe problem. You more than can do it. But I think the right route to go is this route. I think Punk is the right right way to go. You have Wardlow cost the match. So that way, Punk can go on while MJF and Wardlow start feuding, which is what everyone is expecting. Yeah. So, And I think that is the right route to go. I don't know where they would go with Punk because it had been scheduled to be Cole and Page for revolution in the beginning of March. So I don't, I don't exactly know where they would go, but we will be doing recap shows when recap shows are necessary. It's not going to be, we'll still have a weekly podcast and it will be on Wednesdays. We mean there will have had that conversation. But if there's big shows, we'll do big preview shows like we did for the Rumble. That was great. Did very well. It did well. Yeah. We'll do stuff like that. We will do pay-per-view recap shows. We didn't do one for the Rumble because it was we were both. I had a lot of work to do. And by the time I was done, he was tired. Actually, wait, hold on. Other way. Other way. Other way. Other way. I can't go there. Oh, there you go. There we go. Shows how tired I am. That way, and I was just that tired, and Daryl was just as tired as I was. So we, uh, it was basically we just sat and watched the rumble, and I watched Daryl fall asleep, and I watched the men's rumble. (laughs) I passed. I dude, I passed out. You were tired. I was gone. You know, you went from the big boy, oh, I'm going to stay up all night until my flight. It was that grilled cheese that I ate at like four in the morning, the four in the afternoon. Like, as soon as we got back, I was like, ah. Oh, it was great. Fantastic. It was cold (laughs) and it was fine. But it's, but every Wednesday, and it's not because it's it's in the middle of the week. It just happens that is the night of dynamite. So, but we will have. We may do one Friday. I got to think about that one. I don't know what your schedule is for Friday. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it after we're done here real quick before it's because it's time for bed. But like big stuff going on yet. That's definitely worth it. Absolutely. But for your normal rampage or normal SmackDown or raw or impact or that's not happening. Just remember those raw Monday night Ross in like June. That's building up to a pay-per-view like payback or something like that. Which will be in Chicago. Oh, God. I'm not kidding. I wish I was fucking kidding. May- <laughs> we'll get the go. Main event is I'll a... I'll be able to get tickets. Very easy. Yeah. Hey, can I get two tickets? Sure. How many you need? However much you're willing to give. Can I give me two? Can you give me three? But that is going to be the standard for podcasts. 
And that is it for today. Whew. I remember why I did not like recaming. Hour and 28 minutes. It's 11.52. Good. Almost 1 a.m. Eastern. Good lordy lordy. But it is good to be back doing these types of pop video podcasts. They will still be happening at least one a week. At minimum, it will be one a week. A lot of cool stuff coming up. Daryl, where can the fans find you on Twitter, Instagram, and where can they find our Instagram page? So you can find me on Twitter here at dyboricua21. I think I might change that. It's getting hard to pronounce for some people. If some people to spell it, it's weird. Um, Just put dy21. That's taken. Fudge. Yeah, it's taken. I tried D.Y. Rivera 21, and it was taken, too. Whoa. Yeah. Twitter's a big spot, man. Um, but, yeah, you can find me on Twitter as written below. You can type it out. You can read, write it down on your notebook. Do whatever you want. Tell your friends. Tell your, tell your friends. Tell your family. Walk away to Fight Club. Uh, and then you can follow us on the on the gram the, or the Instagram for the show, the Walkway to Fight Club. Yeah. Walkway to Fight Club, all lower caps. It's 1152, man. I got a headache. I'm like, that, that. just do that. Right find here. me on Twitter at Esmilhausen JR right there below it. Also, the same thing on Instagram. And I am now on TikTok. Hey, what's the phone with this TikTok? I put up a video of Randy Orton, and it did like 573 views as of a little while ago. It's S Mulehausen JR. Same thing there. I'm keeping it all the same. So no one gets confused. You can find me there on TikTok. I put a video of the fire that we saw. Oh my God. The sign. The sign. The sign is on fire. That was definitely an that was definitely an experience of no other. The fact that it happened twice. But we also this the audio will be up of the podcast in the morning. Where it's available on every single podcasting platform. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. We're getting some love on Stitcher. We got people listening on Stitcher. So every podcast platform you can find, just type in Walkway to Fight Club. We're there. This week, a lot of cool, a lot of cool stuff is going up. The Liv Morgan video is up on the YouTube page. Tomorrow, I'm going to put the audio up of the interview with the Golden Boy, Oscar De La Hoya. We talk Floyd Mayweather. Would he sign Terrence Crawford? Why Jaime, Why he wants to make Jaime Munguia against Gennady Golovkin? What does he see in the future of Virgil Ortiz? And his, his thoughts on the Paul brothers. And will he fight again? I thought that very revealing what he said about fighting. And I thought that was, and I put that in the piece I wrote today regarding him and Floyd Mayweather. Also this week. The audio will be up. The video is already up on the YouTube page. And it's doing okay. It's not doing it's doing decent traffic. Interview with Clarissa Shields. Interview was only supposed to be 10 minutes. We went 22. Almost 23. She told the PR guy, let him go. He is the only person I like talking to from DAZN. So so yeah, I kinda and then she did an interview with two other guys. With our on our boxing show, but that was a uh, I forget the circumstance behind that. But 
But definitely check out that audio. will be up this week as well. And with also the great Leo Santa Cruz, he returns coming up. He is in the co-main event of the Keith Thurman Mario Barrios card this coming Saturday from the Mandalay Bay, from the Michelob Ultra Arena at Mandalay Bay event, Mandalay Bay Hotel and Casino out in Las Vegas via Fox Sports pay-per-view. Talks about Gary Russell. Talks about wanting the winner of Lee Wood and Mick Conlon to unify the WBA WBA featherweight titles possibly later on this year. A lot of cool stuff coming up. Audio, video, the audio will be up. Video will be up on the YouTube channel. A lot going on this week. We will be back Wednesday recapping Dynamite and anything going on in the world of mixed martial arts in the world of boxing. For DUI, Daryl Rivera, I am Stephen Mielhausen. We will talk to you guys coming up on Wednesday night.